<clears throat> Alrighty, salutations my friends. Here we are again on a Thursday evening. Hopefully this episode will get uploaded uh, soon here after. Alright, so let's just get right into it. We have a very special guest here. Uh, first guest, it's an honor to have this man in the building. However you know him, Motion Man, El Chapo, my personal favorite, Mike Jones. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Doing hey. great. Columbia, Georgia, man. Mike Jones, a.k.a. No Motion Man, a two-scheme night, Mike, a El Chapo <laughs> Motion, whatever you want to call it, man, as long as you put motion behind it. Absolutely, absolutely. So I have to, I have to ask. I know you've been asked about it all week. Um, I hate to even ask it. The email. What was the, what was the story behind the email this week? You obviously know more about it than we do. Uh, uh, what man, went down? Uh, it was just a little, little, little email from a student that go here. You know, I was taking my daily motion out Monday. I woke up to my phone being blew up by an email. And you know me, I'm, I'm not no dumb guy. I did some research and I. I realized it was a student, just, you feel me, with a little too much time on his hands playing the uh-huh. joke. For sure. I didn't really entertain it. Somebody else entertained it, so that's how I got, you feel yeah. me, famous. Yeah, I, I don't want to make a little bit of go famous. Yeah. So when something like that happens, what's your reaction? Are you angry, uh, frustrated, or you just kind of take it with a grain of salt? Well, when jokes like that happen with my name behind it, you know, I, I typically look at it as a joke until they get out. And then when they get out, they can start messing up more stuff because it's a false narrative and it's a rumor. Sure. But I just take it as a joke and don't really pay any mind to it because I'm not trying to make anybody else famous off my name. Absolutely. Yeah. For Definitely. for those of us who don't really know, clue us in on like what this kind of email entitled, like what it entailed in. Like what what were they saying? What were they were they threatening you? What was going on with it? Basically, he was just saying like I heard about you being the motion man and throwing parties and having your way around Catawba. He's like, we're gonna put a stop to it, and he was just joking and stuff. Some student, we're not gonna disclose his name on our podcast. Yeah, nah, no need to do that. Hey, we're not gonna make him any more famous than what he's trying to be. Exactly. But, hey, it was all little jokes, you know. Jokes to him, jokes to me. We, we, just, I got the last laugh out of it. Absolutely, that's fair. That's fair. All right, so uh, you came in at Catawba twenty twenty. Is that right? Yeah, twenty twenty fall. Twenty twenty fall. So that's during COVID. What was that like that first semester? Obviously, you know, d- during the pandemic, you know, not a lot of stuff you can do. The season was canceled. What was that like? Uh, coming in college during COVID was kind of like mind mind blowing because I didn't know how it was going to operate, and I was just hearing stories and I was just seeing people being scared of COVID, which which you can be scared of, but. Hey, man, and guys that I was around, we was full of throttle. We was still partying. <laughs> we was getting our schoolwork done. We were still maintaining football and Absolutely. everything, man. The knowledge I wish I had now that I had freshman year, it will be a whole different level. But for, I got stories from freshman, sophomore, and junior that's just crazy. And the stories from freshman year for it to be COVID, you would think we wasn't even living by those rules. Of course, of course. Um, So... I guess the next question would be, um, you know, obviously we come in here as freshmen. You've already established yourself. But, um, you know, for for me personally, I would want to know kind of at what point did you kind of come to the realization that you were, uh, as my grandma likes to say, BMOC, big man on campus here. When when was that kind of realization taking place for you? Um, God. Well, you know, man, I've always been like a – uh, people's like person mm-hmm. and people always said that I'm a leader if I want to be a leader or not want to be a leader and I, honestly I just be being myself so they just get sure. the, the roads just get thrown onto me like I don't 
I don't try to do something I'm not or be something I'm not. I just be being myself and everybody just follow and take I take the lead. So freshman year, I was, you feel me, I didn't know too much about hosting parties or anything because I'm new to North Carolina, I'm from Georgia. Yeah. But I was on Instagram um, looking at party promoters in the near area and I'm going to their parties and everybody like, God, Mike, you having a good time. Let us come with you. So our freshman year, I'm like, yo, this party here, this party there, and we hop in my whip. We go to Winston-Salem, Charlotte, Greensboro party. And you feel me? It just took off from there and just started getting connections at every other school. And I became older, say my my sophomore year, sophomore year in the sophomore year, first semester. Um, they was like, you might as well throw a party for your birthday. And I threw a birthday party at one of my teammates' house. Shout out to Luke Kasarsi, man. He is a D lineman here, man. He had the gotcha. crib off camp last year. We threw a lot of bangers at his crib, and it just took off from there. And went from throwing parties at the crib to having them on campus to I don't even go to parties no more. They beg yeah. me to throw parties. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. You don't have to. The football parties are something else, man. Yeah. Uh, so I just, you feel me? I, I just, yeah. and I also started like in, I say high school before I even thought about partying. Just like going out with my homeboys. I had got this nickname called Two Scheming Night Mike. Two Scheming. I've not heard that one before. What What's the story behind that? Ah oh, man, it's it's it was junior year, man. One crazy night. I think it was MLK weekend. Shout out to <laughs> History Mike, man. Yes, yes sir. Absolutely. Me and my homeboy David. He's a wild guy. He had the whip, and we was just on a lot of missions. Started from Friday night and Monday night, man. It was like we was on a mission every night, man. Just accomplishing things and just living life, man. It was mm-hmm. like he gave me a name: Two Scheme a Night. Two like, Scheme, man. That's so, nice. That's and nice. Uh, back, so I know, like you kind of track back to high school. I I've heard that back where you're from and everything. Whenever you signed here. It was kind of a big deal. Before you came here, like uh, Evan was kind of saying, you're a big man on campus here. Were you kind of like the big guy around town there? Did everybody know your name? Like, what, what's the story behind that? Because I know it was big news you signed in here. I mean, yeah. I went to, um, um, I went to a, a elementary school in the city that a lot of people went to. So kind of started in elementary school. Me not way back. Way back, oh, yeah. man. That's legit. That's legit, man. Diamond Elementary School. And I'm still in contact with people I went to elementary and middle school with. So, hey. And then middle school, I went to a well-known middle school. It was, it was good. But high school, I kind of switched things up, man. I went to a little a high school. We were doing a lot of rebuilding. But I had kicked, I kicked the door down, man. And I was, you feel me, excelling. And we wasn't doing so well. So my name was still in the buzz going against big schools in the city, causing them hell and everything. So it, w- it was more so a social and football aspect before I got here as in partying and getting a lot of friends. Like I was well known in the city, but I didn't really kick it with too many people like that. Mm, for sure. <laughs> so like after Catawba, after being Motion Man, what are your plans for the future? Like once you graduate and all that? Uh, my plans for the future, I grew up working on my dad my entire life. Like, they might have taught me the definition of hard work. So, he taught me the definition of how to get money the right way. So, after Catawba, of course, I want to pursue my my pro dreams and play pro football someday. And then after I play pro and get done with that, I have a sports management degree. 
I'm gonna get a master's in that on top of that. So I'm gonna go into the pro field with my sports management degree, then I'm gonna start a business like my dad. He's into renovating, buying and flipping houses, but he's had multiple businesses growing up. So I, I wanna also do renovating, and then on top of that, I wanna do like yard um, touring service in the trucking business. So I just, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do a quite a few things. Kind of like a jack of all trades type B. Yeah, you know? a lot of stuff on the table. That's called um, plural of potentiality. You ever heard of that? <laughs> Never, plural bro. Plural potentiality. That's from Jordan Peterson. That's the concept of when you're in your early 20s, you are, uh, you have limitless, limitless potential. Like meaning you can be anything, but you're also not anything. So uh, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a good way to be. Yeah, it is. I like that. Also, one other question. I don't know if you've ever. I'm sure you've been asked this before. This is definitely something that a lot of us wonder. Where did the nickname Motion Man come from? Where did the where did that come from? How did that originate as well? God, so I literally just got that. Hmm. Really? Yes, bro. I got that sophomore year, bro. Cause I told you I was two scheming night Mike junior year up until now I'm Motion Man. But OG people know me as two scheming night Mike, so. And I don't name myself with these nicknames. They just yeah. gifted them to me. So last year, they was like, God, Mike, you be knowing all the motion that you be having all the motion. Because <laughs> before I threw the parties, I was going to parties. Like, shout out that boy running Montana in Greensboro. I used to go to his parties all the time. Joe Motor Promoter in Winston. I used to go to his parties all the time. I still mess with them boys from occasionally when I don't want them my own functions. I used to, you feel me? So my boys was like, man, you're emotion man now. You, you got emotion with parties, you got emotion with, the, you be getting money, you feel me? Yeah. You, 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 you know a lot of women and stuff. Um, you be balling on the field, you play football, you feel me? You just got all the emotion tied in one. Absolutely. Is that Absolutely. is that your favorite nickname? Or do you do you have a favorite or? Uh, uh, it's out of motion, man. The two scheming out, Mike. I, I yeah. like somebody like what's up, Mike Jones. But Mike Jones kind of fading away. They call yeah. him motion man. <laughs> Mike Jones. Yeah. Oh man. Um. So I guess my next question would be. Uh, so you came in here, 2020. Had, I guess that's two years or no, three years with the uh, old coaching staff. Had a good relationship with them, I'd say. Uh, what, what's that transition been like this year? As you've kind of taken on more of a leadership role. Uh, in in the team, and uh, you know, what's that experience been like so far? Uh, the experience with the old coaches leaving and new coaches coming in, and me changing my role, it, it's been it's been um, a rocky start because you know, uh, outside of football, you feel me? I be living my own life, so definitely, like yeah. life be begins to me some days, and I still gotta wake up and you feel me, be the person they want me to be. If I want to be it or not, I still gotta you feel me, hold the hold the standard high because. I got people looking up to me that I don't even know looking up to me. So, with these new coaches leaving and new, new uh, old coaches leaving and new coaches coming in, it's just like, it's a good adapter. I yeah. do miss the old coaches that brought me in, but For I sure. know it's a business at the end of the day, man. Yeah. Shout out that boy Coach Walker. He changed my life, like uh -huh. I say all the time. He signed me here, and I, he, I owe him a lot because he gave me an opportunity. Definitely, definitely. It's very fair. You kind of like going into this next season. Coming off, obviously, one of the not not an ideal season. 
how are you how are you feeling are you optimistic or you what are, I don't really want to ask your predictions because I know a lot of people see that as like superstitious but like how are you how are you feeling going into this next season with these new coaches I don't know if I don't know if defense has gone over schemes yet or anything like I don't know how you like if you've met one on one with all the new defensive coaches and everything coach Haynes but how how are you feeling I'm feeling very confident, you know. Coach Haynes got a new approach, man. He's getting the guys to buy into his system. So me coming off a season that I had last year where I got hurt going into the fourth game of the season, I just, you feel me, I'm motivated by a lot. I'm motivated by that. Then I'm, you feel me, motivated motivated by what's going on in my life that's just keeping me um, on the edge because I got to do this for myself at the end of the day, and I, I want to be great. So... I'm keep working and keep um, proving proving everybody wrong. The coaches, the coaches, they um like they say every day. You feel me? Nobody ain't got no position, and I I respect that. So I ain't got no position yet. I gotta work for it, and I I know I might be liked by a lot, but I'm hated by many, and mm-hmm. I live by that. It's a good way to live. Man. So, kind of more football questions. Uh, so. You got hurt going into the Tuscan game, was that correct? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Uh, what were your kind of emotions at that point, being hurt, knee injury? You know, um, you were having a solid yeah, season, having a really, good really, season, really solid first season. Three games of the season. You know, what was that like, having to kind of deal with that and overcome that? God, I was just trying to tell myself to think positive. You know, I was like, at first, I was like, let me come back, let me come back. But then after, after I got to thinking, I was like, let me just heal up and use use what God showing me, which is with me being hurt, I got medical red shirted so I can come back and get a master's degree on top of having two years left eligibility. For sure. Yeah. So it's just, you feel me, I'm thinking positive within it and I just had to keep going and keep being a good teammate by motivating the guys despite everything that was going on and the, guy, the next guy that was up, I had to, you feel me, be in this ear and tell me what to do. So... I was just more so, more so, um, think, trying to think positive in the situation, and tell myself this ain't the end of my football career, which is, is not. So, as a leader of the team, and I'd say as a school, what are some advice you have to like younger kids coming in? That's a great question. You know, I tell you, make the best out of it. You know, everybody got their own experience. You know, people act like it's the miserable thing in the world. I say you just make the best out of your college experience because. People told me stuff coming in Catawba, I was gonna do this and that. And I, I feel like when I leave Catawba as an undergrad, if I don't do my master's here, I have a, I have a wild, wild stories to tell about doing college <laughs> as a Catawba student. So I was just saying, man, hey, put put that schoolwork first and um, experience. You, you are your own experience. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. For sure. Born people are born everywhere. That's what they say. Yeah, yeah, I got you. So um, I guess another question would be: um, We've talked about life after football, but what what do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself out in ten years? In ten years, um, twenty thirty three. Thirty three. Twenty thirty three. I'm twenty one years old, so I'll be thirty one. God. Motion man, gonna have some motion kids or not? Nah? Uh, yeah. Probably that's probably when I'm gonna be having my kid. I want to have them early thirties, late twenties. For sure. Yeah. I, I see myself working somewhere in corporate America. Probably finna leave corporate America to focus on my own dream, which is my entrepreneurship business. And um, 
and once I get my foot in the door established with my entrepreneurship ability, I go back and give to the youth or try to be a um, professional coach or college coach. Just really wherever they lead me to after I leave corporate America. But I, I don't see myself too long working for somebody in corporate America. Because, I, I, you know, I'm my own boss. That's another nickname. I go to the biggest boss. Shout out to Rose, man. Rick Ross. Boss. I look up to him, man. Definitely. Definitely. And you, you uh, mentioned this earlier, but you said you were liked by some and hated by many. How do you deal with uh, negativity and just negative energy on a daily basis? What What is what are, what are some uh, tactics you have in uh, handling that? I would say, man, hey, you came into this world by yourself and you will live by yourself. So I just think about yourself. You don't think about nobody else. You don't, I, I really don't too much think what too many people got to say about me because I'm living life by myself and I make my own choices by myself. And you know, man, hey, people, people, that's probably how they, how they thrive is just hating off me. So I feel like I'm doing a good deed for sure and have you always been like that or is there a kind of maturation process in kind of developing that mindset uh growing up i um i put that i put that process in my mind because like i said i just felt like i was always like the, the, the underdog or like mm-hmm. um or arch nemesis of people or whatever so i put that in my mind and then what, I, what i've gone through overcame I just know I can't let people steal my joy for sure my for sure yeah that's a tough one I know I struggle with that a lot you know sometimes I'm not very vocal with when you know I have negative energy but I definitely keep that stuff tucked away and uh, that's not a great way to be but that's something I'm definitely working on so I appreciate that yeah um, so this is kind of I mean going back again what like at what point in your like football career did you kind of realize that you did have like college potential and that it, football beyond high school was something that you were willing to pursue like it, it, indefinitely uh, when I was in 8th grade at East Columbus Middle in Columbus, Georgia I Columbus? Was Columbus, Georgia you, you in the in the big city? oh yeah we won the big cities in Columbus the big 706 man I, <laughs> I, too many don't make it out of so I said 8th grade when I was playing linebacker I was in, I played every sport in 8th grade because I had got my act right from six to sixth grade, seventh grade, I was always in trouble. I got kicked out of school in sixth, sixth grade and seventh grade. And in eighth grade, I finally got my act right. And I ain't got in trouble and I played every sport from soccer, football, basketball, and I ran track. And I'm like, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a college athlete, I'm gonna go pro. And I just kept working at it. But football, basketball was my first love. Mm. But I, I, I gave up on that dream because I was like, I'm not gonna be the idol, power forward and center, and I was just like, I'm gonna be a more team player in basketball and focus on myself in football. Gotcha. So eighth grade really took off for me. Yeah. So you talked about getting kicked out of school in sixth and seventh grade. Do you think sports is what kind of brought you, uh, kind of gave you that motivation to stay on the right path? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was always a smart kid, but mm-hmm. um, outside of doing the schoolwork, I, uh, I was like, man, what else I'm gonna do right now? Mm-hmm. So I pick up a ball, and you feel me? Sports to be an outlet, and it's still uh, I knew after everything, I was like, man, I'm gonna leave Columbus and playing a sport. I'm gonna leave here playing a sport. I'm not gonna stand Columbus. I'm gonna leave and have the sports behind me. And um, Columbus, Georgia, uh, how far away is that from here? Uh, it's six hours on a busy day. Okay. Six. So, uh, 
you know, coming in as a freshman, especially during COVID, was that tough kind of being away from home? Uh, it, or It was the first couple of months until, you feel me, I got the hang of things. And after I got the hang of things, I was like, okay, man, this going to be the home right here. This going to mm-hmm. be the home. But I'm not going to lie. I, I was homesick. Tell yeah. my grandma that I miss some of my, my family. I miss them a lot. Real homesick. But after that, I, I got the ropes, and I ain't been homesick back. <laughs> Spe- speaking sure. of speaking of family, I know you've got some like some family. We're not gonna say exactly who, but I know y'all have you have some family on uh, your side that y'all are famous like social media wise. Oh. And I think I think you're kind of taking taking after that, and you're kind of continuing that role in the family. Oh yeah, man, we are we are some gems, man. <laughs> yeah. We we shout out to my grandma, man, on TikTok, Natural Beauty, and shout out to my uncle on TikTok, Marquette and Goat. They are really they brand ambassadors. Michael Mike, Deacon Frazier on TikTok, my brother Malik, Leek the Athlete. They just awesome social media brand ambassadors and some athletes, some retired athletes too. So sure. hey man, we're a jack of all trades. I'd be on I'd be on the I'd be on the social media like that. I'd be on the social media like that. But yeah, man, I got a few family members. I got a I got a rapper too, a rapper cousin. Dang, you got everything. I got a little rapper cousin too, man. <laughs> But we, uh, we, we do a lot, man. They, they, they keep me straight. They, uh, they keep me straight. Definitely, definitely. So we're approaching this 20-minute uh, mark here. Uh, obviously, that's kind of the goal we were shooting for when we started this off. So um, any closing remarks? Anything anything you want to say? Any questions you want to ask us? Anything? Um, God. I want y'all to tell the podcast, man. Y'all, y'all rate the parties from 1 to 10. That y'all hey, 10 to. every time, bro. Never been twerked on before, so I went to a Mike Jones party. <laughs> my, this guy, right, my brother right here is a Caucasian brother, man. Hey. Yes, sir. We are all white. Hey, yeah, I say Motion Man puts it on every time. And, he, you, and, I mean, if you don't know about it, what you doing? Because he's, he's always, you know, he's always advertising. He's always got people, like, just trying to sell it for him. And, I mean, that's one thing good for you. You got those connections. People sell it for you. You just gotta promote it like one or two times, and shoot, you got you already got hundreds, thousands of people knowing in a couple hours. Well, that's banging. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, Mike, we really appreciate you coming out here, man. We're gonna have to get you again sometime. For sure. Oh yeah, man. I appreciate it, man. After spring break, I'm going to Miami again this year. So hey, after spring break, I can tell you about the Miami recap, man. Oh yeah, you oh, gotta have sir. to a little little uh, little recap there for sure. I appreciate it, man. Thank yeah, you man. guys for having me. Yeah, of course, of course. Of course.